Welcome to episode 8 of the Weekend Shenanigans podcast. This is Bill. I'm Steven. And I'm Cindy. And today we're going to cover a couple of topics and uh, catch up on some things that we might have missed over the last couple of episodes. So, first off, how are you guys doing? Good. Nice spring day. Pollen season is in full effect. Yeah. So we are recording uh, at our outdoor Westside studios today. So we should get some uh, either wonderful or horrible audio. So sorry one way or the other. But uh, we'll try to make it better as we go along. Ignore the hammer in the background to the neighbor. <laughs> yeah, and the plane going above head and the birds that are chirping. Well, like I said, we'll figure this out. So, what you guys been up to, Cindy? Anything fun? Um, not really. I uh, had a little accident with my foot a few weeks ago, so just keeping it low-key for now. Um, been to a couple baseball games, spring game lately, and... That's about it. What about you, Steven? Just spring game, baseball games, the excitement of all the things Georgia Tech right now. All right. New new gold. Yeah, we'll cover uh, a lot of those things. Um, I guess the recent news in, in my corner is went to my brother's wedding last weekend. So uh, congratulations, Mike and Kelly. I uh, hope you guys uh, are happy. Of course they're happy. Oh, that's what you think. <laughs> You're not married, Sydney. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> so we recorded our last episode right before the end of March Madness. So I figured we'd cover off a little bit on that and make sure we wrapped up uh, the tournament. So congratulations to Villanova on, what, the second championship in three years? Yep, they won. Did y'all did y'all watch the last game? Yeah. No. I didn't either. <laughs> Like I, I was. I'm horrible about basketball. I, if, if if you could give me the first weekend, maybe two weekends of the tournament every year, that's really all I'm interested in. Yeah. Well, those are the most exciting points, and then by the time it's down to only a handful of teams, it's probably teams you don't care about, right? Yeah, teams I don't care about, and teams that I'm like hate watching. Yes, exactly. And Villanova didn't qualify as a hate watch, so it's kind of like okay, well, Chicago's out. Speaking of which, I found out that my mother and my uncle both attended Loyola Chicago. They took summer classes. Actually, my Ah. uncle took two or three semesters worth of classes there after he transferred back from um, Arizona to Chicago. That was Uncle Bill. Did you have them going all the way? No. God, no. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my mom even took a, I want to say a math class or something like that as a summer class uh, while she was attending Notre Dame, so... Hmm. I had an unknown connection there. Right. And to find out about everybody was talking about it when I was up in Chicago. I'm sure. Yeah. So, anything else about the tournament we want to uh, mention? Nope. I hope Georgia Tech can maybe make it in again sometime soon. Maybe in the next two years or three. Yeah, that'll depend on if we still have the same coach come fall. You don't think we will? I don't know. You never know with Passner and. All the, the craziness that's been going well, on. I feel like the investigation that was going on has like not been touched on at all since they originally came out with that. So yeah, well they had to sweeping it under the rug. Yeah, they had to investigate. Now they're sweeping it under the rug. Like Pastor isn't going anywhere. The guy Ron Bell's on drugs. There's nothing to it. You gotta be careful about those druggies. Yeah, the problem is the accusations again of of sexual assault are not something that should be taken lightly or is taken lightly so 
No, it's not. But it's also on the heels of, of a whole bandwagon kind of thing, so. Yeah, I suppose so. So, we'll move on from college basketball. I did want to mention Atlanta United uh, real quick. I know we don't talk pro sports a whole lot on this podcast, but um, I went down a couple of weeks ago to the uh, match versus Vancouver and went with our buddy Frank, and we went to... Shout out to Frank. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Frank. You uh, are alive today, day after we went out for your birthday, so that's that's good. Um, yeah, we went to tailgate for the supporters group that I'm a member of, Terminus Legion, and it, I'll have to say I was kind of impressed for a prefab kind of put-together tailgate. So the way they, the way they operate their tailgates, they take a, um, a couple of sponsors, so a beer sponsor, usually a liquor sponsor, so it was Old Fourth Ward Distillery, I think, maybe it was American Spirit Works, but one of the local liquor sponsors, uh, a local brew, so it was Second Self Brewing, mm-hmm. and for $10, you get basically all you can drink of whatever they bring. Basically, until they run out. They know how much, right. you know, they bring a cooler, bring a couple bottles and serve drinks. And then they bring a food truck as well. So, you know, if you want food, you, you can pay for the food separate. If you don't want food, if you just want to drink before the game, you, uh, you know, pay 10 bucks. It's technically a donation to the, uh, the charity. Yeah, well, the charity that they support. So, uh, so um, did you pay for the food too, or the food truck? Or? I didn't um, because we were going in pretty early. Yeah. But your $10 just, didn't cover the food truck. No, $10 doesn't cover the food truck. $10 just covers booze. All the drinks. Yeah. So, I thought a good it was, deal to me. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a great like, way for, you know, not everybody, especially at, at the Benz, not everybody is going to have you know, have the capacity to tailgate like we tailgate for a college football game. Um, and a lot of people are showing up on Marta. You know, right. they're just literally showing up with themselves. You know, can't can't take a cooler, you know, don't want to buy a $45 parking pass or whatever it is. So I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on something, you know. Was this an open tailgate? Like anybody could pay $10 to get in? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anybody could pay $10. So like, you know, obviously they advertise it to uh, members of the supporters group, but you bring friends with you. And like I brought Frank, he was not a member and he, you know, donated $10 and gets a wristband and off you go. Nice. Um, so I kind of wanted to bring that up to segue into tech tailgating a little bit and see what your guys' thoughts were about the concept of a, a prefab tailgate like that that you could show up to and maybe it's not ten dollars maybe it's 20 right and twenty dollars includes some food or sunny's something. barbecue you know and, and you get a wristband hopefully you, not sunny's but yes. whatever you know that's the sponsor of you know they serve barbecue at george tech yeah um so something like that where you get food you know they make those wristbands that have like the the drink tabs that you can pull off yep so that way you could limit you know say okay it's five drinks a person right and then if you want to purchase more you can purchase you know it doesn't have to be all you can drink right but what do you think about the the concept of a large-ish tailgate kind of you know prefab tailgate that tech put on for, kinda, for people who 
kind of come in. I kind of like that a lot better than the the whole tailgating thing that they're doing now on the tech green where they're like, oh, we set up your tailgate for you and we provide the chairs and tables and everything, um, tents. I just think that's a, that's a kind of a weird concept. I think it's put on, what's that, the tailgate guys or whatever? Yeah, that's a business. So they, they're partnering with tech to provide yeah. that service. So I get, that doesn't cost tech anything. They don't have to plan shit. No, but, I mean... The tailgate guys could easily put on their own tailgate in a parking lot at Tech, you know, and do the same thing that you're talking about doing here, like with some, you know, free beer and some food. I kind of like the idea. With tailgate guys, you can get food and drink brought in. Yeah, but that's like a significant expense. And it's not something that you can have two people, you know, make that game time decision of, yeah, you know what, I want to get a ticket and go. Yeah, I think tailgate. I think the tailgate guys think is set up for a more corporate. Yeah, it's more corporate, corporate clubs, organizations type things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to come in and let them do one game or yeah. Whatever. One of my one of my dad's friends' companies rented it out for one one of the last games last year, and that seemed like what it was was it was a corporate event. Like, you know, hey, we're gonna get a hundred tickets and show up. There will be some food. I've mm-hmm. seen that, and I've seen where it's been like. Um, like Georgia Tech clubs alumni mm-hmm. have rented. I've seen them rent those for like their whatever reunion or whatever for that sort of thing. Um, for that, I think the hard part with um, organizing the kind of pay as you come tailgate like that um, is just the the serving and selling alcohol on campus thing. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess there probably are some on-campus regulations about that, but they do have alcohol at some events on campus, so Mm -hmm. obviously there are ways to do that. They just would have to figure out what the institute rules are and what kind of hoops they had to jump through to be able to do so. So then my question is, how different is that than, let's say, the wreck fest and stuff that they're already doing outside the stadium where they have chick-fil-a you can buy where they have the barbecue place you yeah. can buy and the food and stuff you can buy and then you can take marta get off on north avenue or midtown station whichever one's your pleasure you can walk by max or you can walk by the bp right there you know get you a six pack of beer and walk down there because it's open container on campus and then you can buy the sandwich that you want to buy and they have the lot. They usually have a live band with the radio station out there doing a broadcast in front of the thing with some music, and then they have the team come through and the cheerleaders and the, all the fest. Yeah, I guess the, the only band. I, I guess it's the the booze is the different part. So it's you know yes, you can stop at Max, but then you got to hike, and how do you keep your beer cold? And it's just a little more complex of a of a yeah. process. Yeah. I think Georgia Tech also really wants to keep the games very family-friendly. Um, and, you know, I, I don't, like, after what we've recently learned about, like, the baseball stadium and things like that, I don't think that they'll be serving beer anytime soon to, you know, any, everywhere in the stadium. Yeah. You know, so. Well, it's a, just a school policy. Yeah, that's a decent segue into GT baseball. So, Stephen, you represented us at the event unveiling the second phase of renovations to Russ Chandler Stadium. You want to talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, they had an event for season ticket holders trying to raise money for phase two of the renovations um, to Russ Chandler Stadium. 
Um, you know, the biggest things they're focusing on on that is they want to have a uh, Georgia Tech Baseball Hall of Fame museum, so to speak, um, where they will, you know, have about past players um, that have gone on to the pros, and also they want to have their CEO wall showing past players what they've done in business and in the business world to celebrate that as well and to show the opportunity that Tech brings to uh, recruits and potential student-athletes. Um, they're talking about upgrading the batting cages and pitching facilities and stuff. Um, apparently those are lacking um, in comparison to other schools in the ACC and SEC that we're recruiting against, so we definitely need to get our facilities up to speed so we can land the best recruits and bring in the best players. Um, that strikes me as absolutely correct. Like, I'm sure that they are you know, not lying to us and telling us that the facilities are better, worse than other places and better at right. other places. Yeah. Um, but damn, they just redid the batting cages there. In the 04. batting cages aren't heated or cooled. Right, but it was in 04. Like, that's. How do you not. I mean, 04 was now a long time ago. But it wasn't like they didn't have heating and cooling. Like, air conditioning wasn't a thing in 04. Like, <coughs> I understand some of the facilities where you're like, okay. We need a new study room that has this new equipment that really wasn't, that, you know, has better Wi-Fi. Like, that wasn't available. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't available in 04. Heating and air conditioning of a batting cage, like, that's not changed. I mean, it has changed in the in the point that this has become a keeping up with the Joneses thing. So now if the majority of schools in the ACC have heated and cooled, you know, batting cages, and we don't, that's obviously somewhere where we're lacking now for potential recruits. Yeah, I suppose. What else did they... They also talked about, you know, a lot of it is, is geared towards improving the player experience because that's what it ultimately comes down to is getting the top recruits and the best players in there and, you know, making them as successful as possible. They talked about partnerships they have with other divisions in Georgia Tech that are, you know, they're using and leveraging technology that's being developed on campus um, and then, you know, into the baseball and, I mean, all the sports programs um, to make sure the athletes are performing better and healing properly and things like that. Um, they are looking to enhance the fan experience as well in adding some premium areas to the baseball stadium that they mentioned they will be serving beverages at. They said beverages a lot, and then it finally came out that it would be beer and wine uh, being sold in premium areas. They didn't define what that would be, but they mentioned a couple premium areas in the baseball stadium. Um, and, you know, they talked a lot about trying to draw in, then in the Midtown working crowd um, that's working right across Fifth Street Bridge and getting them, you know, on a good spring afternoon to come over and watch a game instead of fighting traffic and going home or coming over and having happy hour at the Georgia Tech Baseball Stadium instead of heading somewhere else for happy hour. Um, they talked about it a lot. Um, you know, it, it, it was interesting. Um, How much did you pledge? Not enough. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they're they trying to raise some money. I mean, they said they had somebody that I think kicked in uh, $4.5 million to be eligible to match. So... Um, they're trying, and then they said they have another, I think they said they mentioned $2 million. So they're looking for an additional two and a half million, um, to come in and make the whole project go. Okay, cool. So also on, on baseball topic, season is now 
in full swing. We have, uh, I think, performed as we expected. Like it hasn't been a stellar season, but there's been a couple of series recently where we took two or three from FSU, and yep. you know, a couple other other we series. Sweet like Miami. That. Sweet Miami. Um, beat the hell out of Kennesaw State. That was a you great know, game. We're we're twenty two and seventeen overall. Which isn't wonderful, but we're seventeen and seven at home, which is great. But then we're five and ten away, That's which is a problem. Yeah, and we're going to be playing Carolina again tonight for the second game of the three-game series. We lost to them last night uh, on the road, so obviously we do have some struggles on the road. But that's kind of to be expected a little bit. That we should be better at home with the home crowd batting in the bottom half of the innings. Like there's mm-hmm. there's advantages to being the home team. Definitely, but I mean, yeah. you want to try and stay as close to 500, if not slightly over 500 away, and then you're in a much better position. Uh, but yeah, we're not know, doing that this year. Our away record is just terrible. Our home record isn't is good. It's not overly impressive, but yeah. So one one guy that's stuck out recently uh, is Kyle McCann. You ever heard of somebody hitting three grand slams in six games? No, that's crazy. I, I looked that. I looked it up. the The record for a season is six grand slams in the NCAA. Wow! So, not that he's particularly close to a record yet, but well, he's at what four? I think it's is it is he up to four? Or is it just the those three? I don't know. Either way, he's. He's on Halfway his way. there, yeah, yeah more. Like, yeah, yeah. We only need six more games apparently to be able to. Well, the problem is with you know. Are they going to keep slam. pitching to him? Well, yeah, hitting the grand slam too is like you got to have three other people on base. True, <laughs> and it's rare when that you know when you get up to bat and that happens. Yeah. Okay. What else about baseball season is interested you guys? Isn't there a picnic coming up? Are you going to the picnic? I, I haven't heard anything about the picnic. Tell us more, Cindy. Cindy, are you going to make the five games and get your, your signed baseball? Yeah, I'm like baseball? at least halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> and Stephen, you and I both uh, got the $25 gift card to Barnes & Noble. Yep. Nice. And I got a baseball. Yep. Hit the baseball as well. So, yeah, baseball. I, I feel like this year, kind of the things that they've done, the promotions they've done feel more authentic is not the right word but it's like I liked it better what do you think you've enjoyed baseball more this year than other years is that what you're saying no I'm talking about like the surrounding stuff to baseball like the promotions that they've they've done this year uh, okay. the it seems like they're putting more effort into running the baseball program if that makes sense well, like yeah, I, as they should be. Yeah, they should. But it, it kind of seems like, for the longest time, like what should it should it be third in priority of sports? Maybe fourth if you <coughs> if you think women's basketball is above baseball. But it, it seems like it's finally kind of fitting in with the whole grand plan of tech. Like they upgraded the board, like we talked about. The board looks good. Yeah, but it's like things, little things like that, that are you know, just show that you're not ignoring it. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get it ramped up. I mean, that's what that whole meeting was. I mean, it's just that, you know, and they talked about there's a lot of schools in the um, that we recruit against that have put a lot of money into baseball recently. And so in, in the arms race that is college sports, we're lacking behind right now. So uh, we have to step it up. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're definitely putting some money into it. I think it's an interesting time right now because, you know, a few years ago, the, we, we had some great-looking Georgia Tech baseball T-shirts that they were throwing out that you couldn't buy in the bookstore, which was annoying. Ridiculous. But, you know, you could get a good-looking baseball shirt if you went and were lucky enough to catch a shirt. Last year, they didn't have any of those. They had these weird Canukins tees. Um, and then they were just throwing away other swag from other Georgia Tech sports that wasn't dedicated to baseball. And I feel like they're doing that again this year. But I also think that's because we probably got some Russell stuff sitting around. They they're like, it's time to clean house. Let's get rid of all this stuff. And I don't think, you know, Russell's necessarily going to want to run a whole line of uh, Georgia Tech baseball stuff. Um you know, for the remaining few months, and I guess we can't get the Adidas stuff in there, so it's kind of like, yeah, we got to go with what we got. Um, so one more, one more go around with the shit, throwaway stuff, and then maybe after you that know, hopefully, I mean, we can, you know, I mean, no, nothing's more exciting. You know, last year, you know, it was like, oh, if you went to ten games or twelve games or whatever it was, you got a set of uh, Georgia Tech glass tumblers. Sounds cool. Until you go to your 10, 12 baseball games, whatever it was, and you get a set of Georgia Tech basketball glasses. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. You know, it's like, okay, I mean, just, I don't know. I know Speaking, I'm complaining about free stuff, but it's like, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. Don't phone it in. Yeah. Speaking of Russell and, and the transition off of Russell, we'll move on to... One, one, one second. So the next game at home is against Georgia. Are y'all going? Yeah. Next yeah. week? THWG shirt will be on. Do you, do you think we'll win that game? Yes. We, we need to. So we lost away, right, in Athens? We did. We've lost the, second the last... Third season, we've lost the last three or four? In Athens? No. Total? In general? Yeah. yeah. The last time we beat them was at SunTrust at the old place. So not at SunTrust. We didn't. They beat us every game last year. I mean, not the 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 old Braves. So not so trust. The old Braves. <laughs> Woo! Turner Field. Killing it. Um, killing it. I think that's the last time we beat them. That sounds about right. Okay. So yeah, we're going to go to Georgia game and hopefully watch them whoop off on the dogs. Yeah. Next week. Hopefully we do it. All right. So, as we're saying, we move on to Adidas and kind of yesterday's events. So, yesterday was the spring game, also 420. Awesome. Good job. First tailgate of the year. Yep. First tailgate of the 2018 season. So, it was great that Han and Caroline and uh, Cindy, Steven, myself, uh, AC showed up for the post gate. Uh, so, it was it was a good, good time. Ryan and Laura. Oh, yeah. Ryan and Laura, too. Good time having some beers, waiting for Georgia Tech to actually play some football. Now it wasn't particularly football, but as, you know, as far as spring games go, it was a spring game. 
Yeah. Were you uh, were you pre- impressed with any of the the play yesterday? So I'll be honest with Quan out with an illness. I strep throat. Kind of discounted. Yeah, Quan, stop making out with the sluts, dude. You don't get. You don't no. No. There's other ways to get strep throat. How? Drinking after people. Do you think Quan's drinking after anybody? Probably. Mm. It's probably just living in the dorms. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to stay healthy on campus. Nah. I, I'm betting it's the chicks. Quan, be careful. Anyway, with, with him out and with, you know, backup quarterbacks, man in the offense on both sides, I, and with them playing two-hand touch with the quarterbacks, I discounted... A do lot they usually what, do that? I didn't remember them doing that. They don't always. Um, so Paul Johnson earlier in the in spring practice kind of hinted that he was going to because, one, the quarterback, there's not a competition for quarterback this year. Right. So you're not trying to find out a ton about the quarterbacks. Two, we really only have two serviceable quarterbacks. Right. I mean, Oliver's okay as a third stringer, but if we're having to play him, we're in trouble. I kind of liked him last night. I thought he did... He had some good moves. Yeah, his decision-making's still a little slow. Is he young? Yeah. So, again, you wouldn't want him to be your your quarterback against an ACC opponent. So, the idea was, don't get one of them hurt. Right. So, I understand why they did two-hand touch there. It's not, you know, those guys are a little, little smaller than some of the running backs. They're being asked to run up the middle a lot more than, like, an A-back is, for instance. Right. So... Just keep them healthy. I mean, that's kind of the thing about spring practice. If you can get everybody out of it healthy, like it's been a good spring. So, with all that said, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the offense, just because I knew that it wasn't going to be clicking on all cylinders. You're not seeing what you're going to be seeing this fall. So I focused more on Nate Woody's defense and trying to understand some of the responsibilities and really positional alignments that he was going to be implementing. So if you listen to the podcasts or the interviews that Georgia Tech puts out from the coaches after spring practice, you heard a lot about how they were just basically implementing the base defense during spring. That's about all they had time for, that Nate Woody was trying to find out who is too deep was going to be. Not even his starters, but like what position does everybody play now that you're moving to a 3-4 defense from a 4-3? So what's your right position, and are you one of my top two guys? So that way, going into fall practice, you can start to focus on, okay, here we go. Here's the top two. Let's get them figured out. So I, I paid a lot of it more attention to them. I thought that I, I was impressed, and, and again, I don't know if it's that our offensive line isn't great or... Well, I, just to interject, I don't know if you saw, but I think three of the four starters for offensive line were not playing last night yeah. due to leg injuries. And then uh, the the center they were starting last night, he had only practiced two days at center. Yeah, just his leave was playing. And center. so um, I think that was some of it. And I, and they talked about it in the after the practice interviews is that you know the first string offensive line wasn't running. Yeah. So the second, so the first team offense was actually playing the second string offensive line. And the second team offense was playing the third and fourth string offensive line. <laughs> yeah. And that's where, you know, that mismatch and disparity started to come through. Yeah. But please continue. So, like I said, I, I, the defensive line looked good. And, again, it may be a product 
like I was saying, that the offensive line was not particularly good. So we got some we got some negative plays, which is it's been rare recently. Yep. Um, I didn't think that the linebackers have really figured out where they're supposed to be yet. Which correct. Not a big surprise. Um, they've got totally different responsibilities. Um, whether they're plugging gaps or whether they're flowing side to side, like it's it's a different type of defense. It's going to be a little more attacking. Um, Trey Jackson made a couple of big plays, um, so it seemed like he liked being able to be a little freer and just kind of flying around the ball. But a couple of times they were trying to plug gaps and run in the middle, and they the, the second or third string offensive line stuffed them. And, you know, they were ripping off 10-yard runs. So it's hard to judge. I mean, it's the same thing you always hear Paul Johnson say. It. He doesn't know whether it's the offense being shit or the defense playing great. And either way, that's not good for one of them. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. So somebody's, you know, either they're not as good as they look or the offense is just that bad. Like, yeah. So I don't know. We'll, you know, continue to try to figure out like like I said I hope that most of the base is implemented at this point and they can go into fall and start to focus on some more advanced stuff Um, but I'm a little I'm a little concerned that we are going to be susceptible to the big play this year like it might not we might be better on the normal kind of how we protect against a run or a dive or a screen like some of the more normal stuff but I just have Those a big plays. Though. Yeah, I have a feeling there's going to be some breakdowns just from learning a new system, not being in your traditional position, maybe moving around a position, or you know, it's going to open up the potential for some big plays to be had against us. So, well, we'll we've see. lost some people on defense. Yeah, we too. don't have a lot of. I mean, yeah, a lot of people left. Well, I, I disagree with that. We lost a couple of DBs, but we got a couple back. You know, we talked about this last episode that there were a lot of guys that were. You know, maybe not starters, but got regular play time last year that are back. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, A.J. Gray, that guy's a stud. He's he's back. Yeah. Like, he's going to be running all over the place. Jalen Askew, like, on, on the linebacker level, Vic Alexander is just an athlete. He's great. Um, Mitchell is back. Um, Trey Swilling, excuse me, Bruce Jordan Swilling on, on the linebacker level is now a sophomore, so he's going to get some some more significant play time, and he's one of the best athletes we have on the entire team. So I think we have some of the, you know, where, where I'm concerned defensively for depth and for talent is at the defensive line. We don't have the 350-pound road grader that you traditionally think of as a nose tackle on a 3-4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. we're going to have to do a little bit more that, you know, schematically to make up for that. So we'll see. Um like I said, I'm, I'm personnel is is less my worry than learning the scheme, implementing it well, and being able to play fast. Because I think if you remember back to when Ted Roof came to Tech, we got like halfway through that season, and defense wasn't playing great, and he Paul Johnson basically just said, "Fuck it, scrap half of it. Let's go back to base defense and play fast." Right. And that's going to be the case this year too. Is how do you, how do you teach? How do you coach? How do you get them so that their eyes are looking in the right position, while still allowing them to play fast? Right. Because if you can't, I mean, you could have the best system in the world if you're doing it at half speed. 
you have to have. I mean, you have to have a fast defense in college football today because all the teams are moving with such tempo. Yep. Yeah. You have to. So. Okay. Um, other things from yesterday. They unveiled our new color of tech gold. Thoughts on it? Uh, I like the color. I mean, I think it's pretty close to, you know, like the color of the wreck or, you know, that traditional old gold that we kind of think of. So I, I like the color. There's a couple other font choices I'm not, I'm not, not thrilled about, but I also don't like change. Rebel, so. rebel, rebel. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll get used to it. Yeah, so they did update the, the font mark. That's the font on the, on the word mark. So that now, I, I guess the concept was it's taking into account something about Tech Tower. Yeah, that's what they, they said, but pretty sure, like, the H, the slash and the H goes all the way through on the Tech Tower, unlike on this new font. So... I, 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 I think, it, I think it's the about. roof line of the Tech Tower, not yeah, it's the, the roof font line. Oh, so they're, yeah, they're doing that spire thing. You yeah. know, they're yeah. doing those little arrow things, which are, I don't know. I like it. I don't have any problems with the word mark or the color. I mean, you know, you got to change some stuff and evolve, but you still want to have the history and everything to it. We don't want to go full Oregon or Maryland or something and just, oh, you know, Maryland. everything Ugh. is just wild and crazy. Uh, but, you know, we definitely needed some energy brought back in it. We needed some excitement. It doesn't matter what us old people think. It matters what the kids that we want to come play football, baseball, basketball, and everything else think. Um, so, you know, if it's got them excited and into it, cool. Uh, the T-shirts they had to select, I feel like they phoned it in with those. Um, I feel like they could do a much better job with that. But I feel like one person spent 30 minutes designing all three of those. Yeah. Here's another thing. For all the hubbub about, hey, this is our new gold and we're launching it today, they only sold one gold piece of apparel yesterday. I didn't see them selling anything, so... It was even online. Oh. It was the only... There was one shirt that was gold. Everything else was white and navy. Oh, really? Yeah. I, so I didn't like how the teams dressed out yesterday. Like, usually it's the white versus the gold, but yesterday it was, what, gold versus blue? No, it was white versus blue. White, white versus, versus blue. blue. But they had the they had the non-contact people in gold. Yeah. yeah, but I don't like the whole like that whole side of the team should not have been blue if that's our accent color. Well, I think that was a little bit because of the launch of the gold that you don't want to launch this brand new color and then throw the whole team out there in a different shade. Oh, because they don't have it yet. Right. Because saying? yeah, because they were using the Russell gear. Yes, that was one thing I noticed too. Is that they all had their names and everything on it. Yeah, normally, you old... never see that in spring game, but yeah. it's like it was the old game. Day yeah, we might as well yeah. go ahead and run the last little bit out of these jerseys, and yeah. yeah. So I think that's why they didn't do the white gold. It was it was just weird seeing like a whole blue team there because you it's always white it versus like gold. Pra- it looked like practice jerseys. Yeah, it, it was always white versus gold in mm-hmm. the spring game. So, so yeah, I think that was why they they went that direction was. Because they didn't want, you know, launch this whole brand new, this is our gold, no other shade of gold. Oh, wait, the team's wearing a totally different shade of gold. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited about the new change, the new branding. My only problem with it is I feel like in the last 15 years we've rebranded more than we should have. I feel like we deal with this quite often. And I feel like we're too old of a school to keep trying to reinvent ourselves. I feel like we... We should just keep something and stay with it. Well, when you say we've done this before, are you referring to like the 
the Josh Nesbitt years when we went to the the kind of mustardy gold? Yeah, well, yeah, there's been a bunch of different gold changes in the so, past 15, 18 years. I'll, I'll argue that those were not... They didn't do a rebrand with those. They just kind of chose to go a different gold that year. Yeah. Which, again, I did not like that color gold. I didn't think it was gold. It was mustard. But They did a campaign with the old gold, too. They like, did a campaign with the old gold before that, and then yeah. they changed it up for some exactly. reason. And I don't know if that was Russell-driven or, or what it was, but they never really established, you know, as firmly as they have this time, at least, that this is the goal, this is the mark. Like, well, I hope this can be our gold and our mark for the next 50 years, honestly. Well, I think they kind of stamped their, you know, put the flag in the ground on that. Well, we'll see. You know, going from 40 GTs to 8, they clearly have, you know, eliminated a lot that we would have thought isn't, you know, abnormal GT. Like, how many of us had on gear yesterday that had what is now a non-compliant GT on it? Well, mine was us? compliant. But it was, it was like right. half, yeah, oh, wow. it was like half of us. Yeah. And that's because, you know... I think our hand was forced a lot by the manufacturers where they're like, nah, screw it. This is what we have. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And well, my GT we pulley, with- like pullover that I wear like all the time is like some weird off brand that I bought at the bookstore. Like right. it's not, it's not Russell. It's not Nike or Adidas. Or exactly. Like that. And that's because, you know, we had Russell and they basically, you know, we'd go to them and say, Hey, we'd like a pullover with the logo on it. They go, no. And they were like, okay, so now we can outsource it. But right. Whoever were outsourcing one-offs of, you know, that or, you know, the the GT WSPTA polos that we had yep. made up, you know, those were Under Armour. So, yeah, they were a name brand manufacturer. But at that point, you're kind of taking or leaving it with what they have to offer. They're yep. not going to redesign. They're not going to go buy new thread. They're not going to go, you know, custom make something in your shade of gold. They're going to be like, this one's close-ish. Take it or leave it. Yep. And honestly, for years, we all would have said take it because right. there was a, wasn't. Well, there's enough. no other options, right? I mean, so yeah, we're just wearing whatever we can get. Right, there wasn't enough good gear, so I'm hopeful that being off of Russell is going to allow us to force. Well, Adidas will be on board. Obviously, they've jumped in with both feet on this whole thing, but we won't have to worry about as much of the surrounding you know, merchandise being non-compliant. Like there certainly still will be some Columbia fishing t-shirts with a GT embroidered on it, but it'll be a lot easier for Columbia to get that color of thread and tech will be able to say Adidas is doing it. This is the color we need. This is the color. Take it or leave it. Well, I think it's just having the color. I mean, cause I mean, I think any high level, clothing manufacturer can get any color you want them to get but it's just having the color and it's saying this is our color as opposed to these are our colors like here's this gambit and run with it you know well, i think it's also like ordering in bulk that's enough for them to go get that color mm-hmm. um so hopefully we can make that work you know one thing that i've heard a few times is just that you know georgia tech it, it, even before was very protective about their logo. And one thing that I think they always have done right is they don't allow the Georgia Tech logo to get printed on red material. 
totally outside agree. of a Coca-Cola can. Um, but, you know, you just don't go into a store and see a random red T-shirt that's got a Georgia Tech logo. Now, I have been in, you know, Academy Sports and places like that plenty of times and seen a yellow Clemson shirt or a yellow Georgia Tech shirt or Georgia shirt and different stuff like that. And it's just like strange that, you know, they just go so far off brand or off colors just to have, you know, these weird pastel shirts. So I don't even like when they do that pink stuff and with mm-hmm. the Georgia Tech logo on it. Or like you see the Seminole Florida State shirt that came out in uh, St. Patty's Day Green this week. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I mean, it's like that. They all. I've seen I've seen Georgia Tech do a St. Patty's Day shirt, but yeah, I don't like, like it. I, yeah, I'm not I'm not big on it. Like we don't have a competitor who's traditionally green, so that's a little different. Mm-hmm. But it's like this is our brand. We don't need to ham it up for St. Patty's Day just to. I would call Notre Dame a competitor. No, I mean you know, I mean when I was in how I saw the Georgia shirt that was yellow was I was in Academy Sports. In, like, the merchandise section, I thought it was a tech shirt because it was, you know, it was a yellow gold and picked it up. And I was like, well, this is terrible. It may just have been a misprint. You know, but it's, it's funny to me. That's all. The guy in Taiwan who was making the shirt probably doesn't know the difference between a Georgia and a Georgia Tech logo. Definitely not. No. They don't care either. But, um, yeah, no, I'm excited for Adidas. I'm ready to see what they bring. I'm ready to get some new merch. Okay. The other news that kind of came out this week around football was contract extension for Paul Johnson. Surprised? Not surprised? Thoughts? Um, I can't say I'm super surprised, but I feel like we just gave him an extension in two, the fall. Two years ago. Oh, uh, it, has it been two years, yeah, really? I think, it, I think it's a year ago or something like that. So we extended him out to 2022, which is four years which I kind of think is the... So did he only have two years left? Right. I, I feel like we did this in the fall. Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago now. But yeah, I think it, it was a year and a half ago when Stansbury showed up. Right. He extended him right after he showed up. He showed up in August two years ago. Okay. Um, so this is kind of a, a no surprise to me. Um, I'm a little angry that it's four years and that he's now extended four out from here and not more than that. So obviously the reason you do four as a minimum is the thought at, at the recruit level of this guy's going to be my coach. Mm-hmm. They're not moving on. They're committed yeah. to him. Well, how many recruits are really only going to be here four years? We're redshirting most people. So do you not want to think about five years or six years and there's ways to structure the contract where you do it a six year but you don't have a buyout for that sixth year yeah you know like the six years of an option almost i don't think i don't think paul wants to be here for six more years i don't think he wants to coach for six more years honestly so if i like if i think about that contract i mean paul is around 62 63 right now I don't think that he wants to coach until he's 70. Well, that's fine. That's when you write in a clause around, if I retire, right? then... Well, I think that's probably why... I mean, I would assume that's why they did four years on on his side rather than on the tech side. Right, but in another year or two, you're going to want to 
extend it out another two years. Even if he and only, maybe if he feels like it another if, two years, he will. Right, but he can't. He can never pass and only have a two year contract. Can you imagine what the the recruiting against that would be? Yeah. Like if if another coach like yeah, you heard Paul Johnson is only on a two year contract. Good luck having him around. Well, like, I mean, Paul Johnson is not known for his recruiting, anyways. He's not known for his recruiting from a four, five star. He recruits very well for his system. The stars represent something totally different than what he's recruiting for. But my point is, anybody who's thinking about, I want to play my college career in this system for this coach or for this set of coaches, right, is going to have to think twice if they ever see a coach on a two-year contract. Yeah. Like, that's just the way that it is. So even if he is planning on retiring next year, if he doesn't want to leave the covered bear for whoever, and if Tech doesn't want to leave the covered, covered bear, you got to have him on a longer contract. So, I don't know. That's my, my thoughts there, is that you got to have him on four or five years at all times. But this getting down to two years kind of nonsense... It's kind of silly. Yeah. Okay. So if he wins a national championship, do you think he retires after that? No. No. I think he's too competitive. I don't think he cares about the championship. <laughs> like, I mean, I think he'd be excited to win it, but, like, I don't think that's, like, the the end-all be-all in his book. Really? I don't. What do you think it is? <sighs> I think... I don't even think it's winning. I think it's something, like, bigger than that. You know what I mean? He's got enough money. I think it's something about... Oh, it's not about money for him. I think it's about his team functioning the way that he thinks that they should be functioning. Right, but wouldn't the biggest proof of that be winning a championship? Maybe. Like, everybody who... He definitely works with a chip on his shoulder. For sure. From people saying, this is a high school offense, it won't work at this level. Wouldn't the biggest middle finger to those people be winning a championship? That's the ultimate in this sport. It Maybe is, we get that little smile swagger from him at that point. Oh, yeah. No, I think the biggest <laughs> he'd, middle... He'd walk the, up there, grab that fucking trophy, grab his jock, and he might just be like, I'm out. <laughs> no. I don't think so. He'd have to win, too. Drew, because, it was a fluke. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Perhaps. I don't know. But, I don't think he really cares what people say. He doesn't. I think his I think his record speaks for itself, and like you have that's a T-shirt that says to, he doesn't care. Yeah, I know he doesn't care. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I think he likes winning. I think he, he likes his team to perform at the highest level they can, and that's that's really what does it for him. See, I don't know. I disagree with that. I don't think he cares enough to let to change what he's doing, but that chip on the shoulder proves he cares. That other people have said this won't work. His whole attitude is, fuck you, it's going to work, I know it is. I don't think that he's, I think that he, I think it's more of a belief system for him than a than a chip. I think he believes in the system, and that's why he does it. Like, it's, uh, it's his MO, it's just like what, it's what wins, it's what wins, it what's, it's what works, kind of thing. There is no other way. Yeah, I don't know, I think he definitely has a chip. That's me. Alright, so other things coming up. Kentucky Derby's in two weeks on Cinco de Cindy. Yeah. My birthday and the Kentucky Derby and Cinco de Mayo all on the same day. So we're going to die. <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah. Death. Death. 
Uh, so if this is our last episode, it's been great broadcasting with y'all. Um, now, nah, so Kentucky Derby. Uh, do you watch it for the hats? Do you watch it for the, you know, for the two best minutes two of sports? <laughs> do you do an all day watch? What's your What's your Kentucky Derby? I, I've I've I guess I've watched one Kentucky Derby with you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been. Oh, several years ago now, the same night as the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. Yeah, most there's, there's usually a fight that weekend as well. Most of the time, it's a Mayweather fight. Yes. Yeah, it's almost and always a Mayweather fight. And traditionally, I'm watching the Kentucky Derby to get through that to get to the fight that night. Right, which means mint juleps all afternoon. And I'm then usually more interested in the fight. Already wasted by the time the fight comes on. And the fight's always on at, like, midnight. Yeah. Because it's in Vegas or, you know. So... This uh, th- so a lot of times the fight happens and the derby happens always on that first weekend in May. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also Cinco de Mayo this this year, just the way it falls. God. So that doesn't happen very often. Cinco de what? Cinco de Mayo, also known as Cinco de Cindy. There we go. Everyone listening is invited to my house for a housewarming that day. So yeah, I'll derby hats. This. Derby hats. I have to have a derby. What does a guy no, wear? No, you do? don't have to. What does a guy wear to the derby? Linen. I don't own linen. Uh, what's the uh... time to take a trip? <laughs> DMK. <laughs> Maybe. I need a new suit. Seersucker. They'll hook you up think, with a linen boy. Think over they'll there. throw me in some linen too? Oh yeah. Seersucker. That's yeah. no. Yeah, seersucker. Seersucker doesn't go all the way up to Kentucky. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Nah, that's a bunch of southern idiots rolling north. I don't yeah. know. The Derby will be fun. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like I watch it every year, but. I think usually that's because I'm celebrating my birthday, but I'll be excited to watch this year. Yeah. So it comes on what? Five o'clock ish. Uh, I think six 45 is closer really? to the race time. Oh, wow. We ought to, we all start watching at noon for the early races. It's always fun. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot of races the day before too. For yeah. The Oaks. The Oaks. Yeah. And thunder over Louisville is this weekend. If anybody's interested in that. I don't know what that is. It's a huge fireworks display. Oh. Yeah. So this is like what starts Derby Days for in Louisville, like this weekend. So it's a whole, like, like two-week the weekend thing. before they have, like, the, 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 the set of big races and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole two-week thing for them. Okay. Two weeks of horse racing. Cool. Oh, no, it goes on all year long. Well, yeah, but yeah, I'm but... saying, like, for the Derby. Like, I understand they don't. This is not Daytona where they only use it two times a year. I understand that Daytona is used for races that are not. They have concerts at Daytona now, too. Why would you want to go see a concert at Daytona? Because they have like, it's like the country. Hey, hey, watch this concert on the other side of a highway from where they're playing. No, 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 no. It's like the country 500. Oh, God. And so you can be in the infield or you can be in the grandstands and they have... You can camp in the infield, but then also you can walk out from the infield camping out to like the grass where everyone cuts donuts to watch the performers there, or you can sit in the grandstand. Right, and the watch grandstands the are literally across. No, they move it up three or four lane highway. Well, not if they're able well, to stand in the do infield. Is they should just put the band on a big trailer and drive the trailer around the track. Yeah. So the people in the grandstands <laughs> hey, can everybody. get that like every two minutes. You can listen. You can listen to. <laughs> you can listen to forty seconds of this song. <laughs> And then it's going to be gone two miles away. 
Man. Well, Daytona only has um, seating on the front stretch now. They don't have back stretch seating anymore. That's because NASCAR's dying. See, that's how it is. I've been to Daytona. Good radio yeah, here, Stephen. Uh, showing off on. So, so all like people tuning in the... can go into country500.com <laughs> and see the photo we're looking at right now. Yeah, so they're playing basically on pit road. So if you're sitting in the grandstand, you are a good high, two or three highways away from, like, <laughs> the track is a highway wide. Yeah. That seems weird. But I guess it's a venue. It's a music festival. People oh, love festivals them. Festivals are the worst. We well, got stuck in a 420 fest yesterday, and it was horrible. All the hippies. And wannabe. The worst of the wannabe hippies. The wannabe, Did like, you see kids how, from John's how Creek. high some people were yesterday? Like, oh, yeah. Past this girl on the sidewalk, and she was, like, literally, like, leaned over, like, hanging on to, like, the the iron around the flower bed just so she wouldn't fall over. And yeah. I was like, man, you're so high right now. <laughs> you, you need to practice more or do less or something. So. Oh, man. All right. Uh, anything else we want to cover, Cindy? You got, got a beer-gurita recipe for the summer? Uh, yeah, I've been experimenting with some tequila and elderflower soda. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. It's delicious. Um, you find it at Trader Joe's. Mix it with some other soda. You going to be breaking really this good. out for Cinco de Cindy? Um, possibly. There's going to be lots of drinks to choose from okay. today. I mean, traditional mint juleps. You got margaritas. So maybe we can pull in some... Um, beer garitas or summer Han, beer. Han and I have been working on a special project that we might break out at Cinco Cindy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, special. special a drink? Libation, a dance? A libation. <laughs> a libation, okay. Yeah. Perfect. So, it'll be in limited quantities, and uh, I know some of our crew will like it more than others. <laughs> Sounds ominous. It is kind of ominous. I mean, anytime you're making something from scratch, like in, a, in your own kitchen for consumption, like on a, on a drink scale, like... It's one thing to cook dinner. If you're making drinks from scratch, it's like, this could go really wrong really fast. Like, we could all get poisoned. You never know. With drinks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is there is a possibility if we fuck this putting, up. Are you like, absinthe in it? No. Like, what are you doing? There's a possibility if we fuck this up that everybody uh, gets blurry vision and falls down. <laughs> not, from, not in the good way from alcohol, either. All right. Well, we'll report back it. on that next time. Again. <laughs> This might be our last episode, so, uh, yeah. All right. I guess we'll wrap it up there. Uh, anything else, guys? Nope. Just uh, to hell with Georgia. We'll play them next week in baseball. Piss on them. Piss on them. All right. So, yeah, this is uh, Bill, Steven, and Cindy for the Weekend Shenanigans podcast saying uh, catch you later. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, yeah. Smash that subscribe.